The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain Wrestling Brain, hello and welcome. Oh my goodness, what another fucking amazing episode of AEW Dynamite. It is so good to get to go on the air immediately after this effing show. A, a pay-per-view quality event, I think, is almost underselling pay-per-views. A One of the best pay-per-views you'll have seen. Uh, quality event tonight, AEW Dynamite. I am so happy to be here at twitch.tv slash wrestling brain with Mr. 50K. With my tight team partner, with my 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 main man, my better half out on the West Coast, it's Josh Custodio. I am your boy, the Zoobs. It is Wrestling Brain, as I said. Twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain. What a night. So much to cover. We got, we got title matches. We got uh, incredible, maybe TV... Like one of the one of the best TV tag matches you will ever see. Uh, surprises, debuts, the Forbidden Door, new signings. Uh, what an incredible night to be a fan of professional wrestling. I am so excited to talk to you about it, the chat, and of course, when I say you, I also mean you specifically, my co-host Josh Custodio. Pardon my lengthy intro, but oh my goodness, excited to be doing wrestling conversation on this Wednesday night. Me and you and the Zooms too. Come along and see what's new. It's me and him, the A Double Dudes, baby. And what a night to be here doing this. Hello to everybody in the chat. An active chat tonight. We'll get to all of your follows and subscriptions in a moment. But please, no discouragement here. Please keep that hype train <laughs> rolling. Zooms, you, I don't mind your Wrestling long intro brain. at all. This is the sort of night that deserves an intro of that length. This was, uh, well, first of all, the two hours flew by. I when It was one of those nights where it's like, Oh my God, we have to start streaming soon. Like I've got to, I've got to get nice this little, you know, whatever the pre-stream stuff is uh, crept up on me tonight. I, like you, could not be happier to be doing it with you, you, and the proverbial you, the Brady Axe in the <laughs> chat. Uh, and I think tonight's going to be a hot one. If you happen to be watching this and you happen to be thinking this is a hot one, tell someone you know who was watching tonight's Dynamite. Say, hey, the A-Double Dude is going man. down. Jay-Zero and the Zoobs getting down, getting down. Texas Deathmatch in Atlantic like City. Only we can. What a night to talk about on A-Double Dudes. So much wrestling. So much of what makes wrestling fun to watch and what makes wrestling fun to follow happened tonight. And that's what I love about this show. Uh, we'll, we'll Obviously, you're, we're going to put the call out for show grades. But holy smokes, seven out of seven from me. There is no question. This was, uh, I don't know what you would want out of a wrestling show if not if not this. Uh, check your pulse sort of sort of conversation time. Well, let's see who's alive. Let's see who's dead. And there's only one way to do that. It's by asking the Brainiac in the chat on a scale of one to seven, one being the worst and seven being the best. What would you rank tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite? Now, Zoobs, it's true. This was a pay-per-view quality show. 
but you didn't pay for it, but you did spend time. And it's like the Zoobs always says, time is the one thing that you can't get back. You can just go earn more money. But you can't get time back. Zoobs is right when he says that. It's basically basically sevens across the board. We have a we have somebody who said five and somebody who said six and a six and a half. Uh, six, seven, five. Uh, holy, six, seven, five. You are picking some nits, my friends. Uh, like I gotta tell you. Six, seven, five is a seven. Let's be honest. I, I generally... Six, seven, five after this night. <laughs> I generally yeah. try to be like, if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. Everyone likes to like different things. But I, if you're like mm, just shy of a seven, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe it's easy. Maybe it's easy for me. But uh, holy moly, I feel good. It, that's a great night to tell somebody uh, how much fun wrestling is to watch. And uh, similar to similar to last week, you're just sort of like, damn, it's great to be a fan of wrestling. And great to have shows like this. And great that this is the weekly show. That's the that's the feeling wall to wall stuff that you're just like, yes, this is what I want the show to be when I tune in. And this is what it was. Uh, super, super special. So, yeah, I mean, obviously the easiest layup seven a person could ever arrive at. I mean, a a two hour program. That, think of how many shitty movies that are 90 minutes long. You're like, this is going on forever. Tonight's show was the antithesis of that. So much to talk to about what made this show good, Zoobs. But I'm going to jump into the chat and rattle off a couple of the scores. Uh, actually, there's just no need. It's it's a wave of sevens. Yeah. What would you have... say? There's a 98% sevens? Yeah, we have Sever saying, I just hold Dynamite to a super high standard. So do I. And I don't know how it could not have hit your standard. Jay White debuted. Keith Lee debuted. Texas Deathmatch. One in, one in five to ten more minutes in the main event, I guess. I guess. Uh, there was not much wasted time in that main event. They sort of sprinted right after it and 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 hit some crazy highs and in, in what initially felt like a really tough part of the card because there was so much good stuff in the first hour. It was just like, boy, oh boy, you could have put that punk match on last and no one's going home upset. Uh, what a night. Woo-wee. Zoobs, we got to thank some of our subscribers. Botch-style Piledriver dropping a five-pack, which that. we greatly appreciate. Open up the night with five gifted subs. Hugely appreciate that. Thank you so much. E-Prime renewing his subscription. And Sutherland dropping brains in the chat, who Zoobs, I think you mentioned, was sort of new to this. And I think, what a good two weeks to watch back-to-back. -back. Crazy. Best Dynamite in months, says yeah, yeah. What a show, says Jay Higgs. Danny DeRosha saying, I'm still at the Punk FDR match, and the show is already a seven. Yeah. Yeah, Just to see. A, lot of, a lot of people felt that way. I felt that way, certainly. Hey, my name is Will with a subscription. Thank you so much, Will. Just want to make sure I don't. And Ashton Kutcher, subscribing with Prime Zooms. Can you talk a little bit about how, about how easy it is to subscribe with Amazon Prime? It's so parts? easy to do. Ashton Kutcher does <sighs> it, uh, which is, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who's lead to follow. That's, that's where you start. Um, you just press the <laughs> buttons and it's and it's right there. Um, it, it's It's very simple and it's free. You already are... Paying for Amazon Prime, assumedly, if you're that's your subscription, you get one free sub to a Twitch channel every month. So if you're if you if you're listening to this in the podcast and you don't care about Twitch at all, you may as well come over, give us the thing you're already paying for. It costs you nothing. Give us a little. Scratch. In fact, it costs you less than nothing because you're giving that money to Jeff Bezos right now. We're true. we're offering you it out. Zooms and I are broke. You can you can give a percentage of that. That's it's true. like Jeff Bezos. Don't it's minus you know, it's minus six from the from the company Amazon. That's exactly right. And plus three and three to YBTZ and J Zero. So Zooms, let's get into it. As Dynamite <laughs> opens with one of the worst songs you'll ever hear. And this crowd in Atlantic City tonight from Go was ready for the great show in front of them. Uh, chance in all the sorts business. of directions. AEW chance to open this up. 
but we get a somber entrance. A very interesting choice here, I thought. Wardlow is out carrying cardboard cutouts of <laughs> Maxwell Jacob Friedman uh, to sort of kick off this MJF celebration, uh, his bragging session, and uh, talking about his two wins over CM Punk. CM Punk chants just rain down on Wardlow as he comes. And then Justin Roberts is out to introduce the rest of the pinnacle and sort of does, uh, what would you say, Zoom's like a pained delivery of like these guys were saying, give me the big intro. How would you describe what Justin Roberts does here to intro the pinnacle? It, it's the classic, uh, the guy delivers him the speech that he must say word for word. Uh, absolute classic. Yeah, the absolute classic hijinks uh, announcer sort of against his own will, but he can't help it, right? His, his, his passion in life is announcing and announcing well. So he's, it's, it's not like he's not going to do it, right? That's sort of what he's on. Yeah. His, that's his raison d'etre, if you will. Um, you play his song, he's going to dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and the, 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 uh, they had the, they had the official word for it, but him getting carried out uh, on oh, the, yeah. I'm not very smart. Palanche? What'd they call that? Very Third nice. With a P, I think. I think you're but right. a big throne. Yeah. Big throne, big comfy chair. Uh, yeah, I know you mentioned it, but um, a real takeaway here is like when we talked about that CM Punk loss and like what's the most you can make sure it does for someone. Like this is in, in action. How much this does for Wardlow, how much this does for MJF, how much is, this is doing for uh, all these guys. Um, amazing. It's really something. And you're right. MJF gets on the mic and he's quick to remind the crowd he beat CM Punk twice. In Chicago, forget about Brett in Canada, and he lists off other hometown heroes. Uh, I think he says Piper in Portland, uh, a few others. But this crowd hates this guy. They hate that they he's beaten their hero in CM Punk and that he's so good at articulating why twice in Chicago makes it even more special. Luckily, he's interrupted by their hero. I was a little surprised to see CM Punk here as Zoobs. Uh, I thought that we were going to keep these guys apart for a little while. It was not to be so. Cult of personality hits. Were you surprised at uh, Punk here? And what did you think of him coming out a little beaten up, but also smug about MJF knowing what was coming? Yeah, I, I thought I thought we would get a little bit of him trying to hint to the Wardlow turn, uh, which is which is which is obviously taking we're taking our time to get there. Uh, I see the complaints that it's taking too long, and I do not agree with them. Uh, I, I think where things are timing out, the fact that you're like salivating for it is sort of the whole point for, I, I think, um, right. I don't think, I think people are saying it's, it's taking so long and I'm feeling it less. I think it's, I think it's continuing to ramp up. I think that, um, anxiety is continuing to pick up. So I was surprised to see punk. I thought they would separate them a little bit. We talked about this. I want to say last week or the week before, uh, is this the end of them back and forth? And it looks like it's sort of not going to be, but, um, you know, there, there's a, there's still a ton to, to have on this bone i think they're and they're both so talented that it's not like hard to see them both milking this for for quite a bit more and, and getting us to another circle yeah i didn't think this would be the revolution match i thought we would find something else for the guys on the card but now maybe it is looking like the rematch will be at revolution uh so yeah more to see there uh mjf thanks sean spears the man <laughs> who he could not have beaten cm punk without uh, Zoobs, I saw you tweet about this. Can you talk about this evolution of uh, Ten Man Spears to uh, the the big burly chairman, and now into goofball MJF training partner Spears? Uh, accountability buddy, that's what he is. <laughs> yeah, that's right, the accountability buddy. Uh, I'll, I can actually like I can isolate sort of the clip where I was like, yeah, Spears is good now. I'll actually, pull it up. I have okay, it right let's here. See the but, exact moment. So MJF gets in and he sort of has this like 
stupid dance that he's doing and spears is right there with him knowing the, like that's what the kiss ass like goon guy should be doing is like <laughs> yes. knowing how to exactly mimic what mjf needs and, and to sort of crank it up um to the spot that we need him to be in he's been uh, uh, quietly i think a pretty important part of the wardlow turn as well where you're just like i can't believe this guy's coming up with spears <laughs> and now uh, spears is getting more credit and you know spears is doing nothing except uh chair shots and yelling from ringside i think i think it's uh it's 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 helped it, it's it's helped paint the picture um uh, with a little extra flourish well, to just further agree with you and expound on the point, it's also important that MJF does have a heater, right? So once him and Wardlow split, it's good that he, now Spears obviously is it built to the level of Wardlow, but there's somebody for the Timon and Pumbaa hide behind the big guy element for MJF to still have. So having Spears in that role is, or at least anybody in that role is smart, and Spears in that role is delivering, I think, especially as like a Fugazi Wardlow diet. I think they're just getting across that. It's not that it's the most nuanced story ever, but it's just fun to see it all play out and to get so much out of the sponge of MJF and CM Punk. The, mm -hmm. the Wardlow face turn, the ascent of Sean Spears, the first CM Punk loss, ascending MJF up the card. Like, this is all happening in one feud, and it just shows sort of the helicopter view and the roadmap of how this is going to go was so clearly laid out, and I just think is very savvy. Uh, but like I mentioned, Punk is interrupt, uh, Punk interrupts. We were both surprised, Zoobs. He wants a rematch with the guy who beat him in Chicago last week. Sure. Wardlow. <laughs> Very clever. See, yeah, that is it. That is it. Who, who beat? You know, I, I didn't love this line. It's like I understand that we need the Wardlow involvement, and I don't know. It's just like, yeah, it, it would have been different if Wardlow had done something the previous week, really. Right. That's the thing. It's like, oh yeah, well, Wardlow had like broken him down two weeks before with the power bombs. Okay. Okay. So there is something there, but okay. I, I don't know. I thought you could have probably arrived at that a different way. Uh, Atlantic City eating up chick master punk here or chick magnet punk here like this guy is speaking liquid gold to this audience they are ready to love war oh yeah he they gave him the ring him. He, yeah. slipped, he slipped in the ring last week oh right that's true too but it, but like passing someone the ring does not mean well <laughs> that person beat you you know it, it it's it's just logical enough it's just logical enough i'll give i'll give the chat the brains for that all right yeah thank you chat um I liked MJF continuing the, like, the big thing is that Sting and Darby are on an island to their own. So when Sting and Darby come for the backup of CM Punk, who they look phenomenal together, and we can talk about them as a faction more, MJF leans into, okay, but in this tag match, you're going to have tonight against M or against FTR. Sorry, player. You can't use the other two loners. Good luck finding somebody else backstage who likes you. I think that's a nice continuance in their feud. And Eddie Kingston has said it too. It's like starting to build the foundation for the CM Punk heel turn where the, the locker room actually hates him and he's too big for his britches and all this sorts of things. So love the continuance there too. Yeah, and it, it I'm, I agree with you, not to repeat your point there, but I think that this is where the Eddie Kingston thing does sort of allow us to paint that picture in a way that like, it, it is a thing that at least exists in the universe that you could call to if you wanted to. And sort of, I think, um, both he and MJF have made, made mention to like the real CM Punk, right? The guy that, the guy that, that they know that everyone would hate if they knew. And I sort of think that we, it doesn't take us long now if we need to get to that CM Punk to be like, here's this guy. And then boom, Eddie Kingston is your conquering hero. Totally. And they could, like you say, hit that switch at any time. Uh, just jumping in the chat here for a few. Jay, correctly pointing out, 
I messed up. I said the chick master. It's because later on the night we had the chick magnet and the titty master teaming up. <laughs> yeah, so that is the chick master tag later, team, or the uh, or the titty magnet. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Uh, as you're saying, my only complaint about all this uh, Sting and Darby and Punk, they had bats and were like, we get what we want or we take it. And then they were like, hmm, I guess we just have to play by MJF's rules. It's a pretty classic pro wrestling trope, though, like the sneaky heel. They know if they don't do MJF's thing, he's just going to run away and they want to get their hand. That's how baby faces end up in these stick matches with the odds stacked against them, right? Is they want to get their hands on this guy so bad. It's established enough that if he would have been like, no, I'm keeping these three. Then MJF would just be like, ah, no, then we're running away, as he has uh, multiple times. But I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So much fun in this opening segment. They set up a tag for later where CM Punk has to find a mystery opponent. I think we all thought that this was going to be one of the debuting people. It was not. In fact, I think it was maybe a little bit more elegant than that. And uh, it set up a tag match for later, something that I think both you and I have said is would be a something that Dynamite should do more of, something that old New York is actually pretty good at. They sort of plant a seed at the beginning of the show that gives you, you're thinking about something else and looking for clues uh, yes. along the roadmap. Yes. I love that, that you're thinking about the CM Punk partner in the back of your mind during the rest of this show. So I just thought this opening segment, a large part due to the crowd who was so into this, but was uh, a terrific opening to this show. And a good job of just sort of having that energy in the air tonight. It was just sort of in the air. There was like the myth, there was the mystery yes. opponent uh, for as, for Cassidy. There was the like Tony had said forbidden door and sort of getting people arguing in the way of like, well, does Keith Lee count as forbidden door? And does like, would Jeff Hardy count as this and that? And it's like you're then you introduce the mystery of partner for punk and you sort of like, oh, so one of those things is paying off with that. And it ends up being. All three of those answers are like different things. Uh, a really effective job as they have done and showed in the past uh, of sort of playing with the internet audience and playing with that audience expectation in a really fun way that that adds sort of to the excitement of the debuts and adds to the show in 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 getting us speculating that you know Punk was playing along and tweeting out is Danhausen here uh, is Samoa is Samoa Joe. Joe in the country I think that's really. Um, it's just a, a, a masterwork of an episode, and, and so much small detail uh, runs throughout this episode that really makes it feel like bigger than the sum of its parts, I think, is what I felt with tonight. It was mm -hmm. just like this this one, for the first time, I think, uh, and maybe last week, too, is it sort of is like dawning, like, they've done it. Like, they've assembled all these pieces, and now it's time to, like, really play with this because, because like, Keith Lee again tonight, Jay White, like, boy, oh, boy, it's it's – Really, it, bursting. Uh, like, it was such a great show, and we didn't have Brian Danielson on it. Like, they're, they're at that point where, like, they can have uh, not everybody there and still have an absolute corker seven out of seven show. So, really exciting. Or you know, Eddie Kingston, or Kenny Omega, the, Crazy. or Cody. Like, point oh, big names. Didn't have a Dan Garcia match. All the Zoobs bait was actually sort of vacant from the show now that we're listening. Well, the middle of the show, they gave, me, they gave me the FTR classic, so I'm happy. Right. That, that classic it was. Um, yeah, I just thought everything about this segment is a, a class in how to CM Punk continues to prove to me that he is still the best wrestler on the planet, which is remarkable and maybe all that I could have hoped for out of this run. So yeah, loved everything in the opening here and uh, setting up this tag match later, which, you know, always nice when that pays off a great segment too. Absolutely. Andrade finally gets his Darby meeting. Um, I loved this. I think that Darby and Andrade are uh, two people who have, they're not the most comfortable, like 
Something about the way they miscommunicate works for me. It would it's like <laughs> yeah. a Jeff Hardy. It's a Jeff Hardy Rob Van Dam thing. I don't know if anybody at home remembers that feud where it's like they didn't really have chemistry promo wise, but you had an understanding of the two guys and what they were getting across. And it was like, I need these two to lock up. Like I don't care that there's I like I get it. I get it just in seeing these two interact. Like I felt that between Andrade uh, being explained to that. Listen, you can't buy me. I'm going to to be the next TNT champion. Like, I'm elsewhere. Like, you're not where my focus is. And Andrade's like, well, then I will become the TNT champion, which uh, I guess will – I imagine that works for you. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what? There have been people that have really enjoyed uh, the Andrade-Darby uh, sort of quiet build with the with the, him working for Sting, uh, Mr. Stink, and people that have enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been pretty hard on it. I think the last couple of weeks, I think I've been pretty hard on, on Andrade in general in the last couple of months. Uh, I, I have a glimmer of hope here as, as every step he takes closer to a ring makes me happy. And, uh, Darby's a guy that we saw get the ball for a long time on this show and it wasn't wall to wall with stars and really delivers some memorable good stuff. So, uh, that's the direction I want this to be going. And I'm happy that it seems to be doing that. Zoobs, if you don't mind, I'd like to get to our first keep it or kick it of the evening. Don't mind. I look, I look forward to this all day. Keep it or kick it. Oh, do you really? Of course. Does the one on uh, wrestling underscore brain on Twitter that I always send out at Wednesdays, does that one ever, does it wet the palate? The I, I love seeing people, tonight. I love seeing people interact with the keep it or kick it on Twitter. It's a beautiful. Today moment. was a very split one. Very split. Keep Which is what we, it. all we can ever ask. You're damn right. Of course, for those of you who may not be aware, if you are a subscriber, you can head on over to emotes bar and you will see a kick icon and a keep icon. And you're going to use those to respond to the wrestling prompt that I give. It is something that you will respond to with a keep which means you like it, you love it, you want some more of it, or alternatively, a kick, which means you hate it, despise it, and never want to see it again. Zooms, do you understand the rules? Of I got it. it. I got it. You, okay. It was a very confident one. Yeah. Well, let's see if that confidence continues in this prompt. Zooms, I think none of us are really feeling the Sammy Guevara TNT title ring. Mm-hmm. Maybe some are, but certainly none of the hosts on this channel. I think we would all be in favor of Andrade Elidolo taking that TNT title off of him, Zooms. But I have a piece of booking that I don't think will be as popular, and I want to put forth to keep it or kick it. So, Zoobs, keep it or kick it. Andrade Elidolo winning the TNT title and defending it successfully for 10 months or more. 10 months. Uh, I would like to see some prestige. Prestige is, a, you know, specifically since Miro, we haven't had that thing be who can beat this guy and uh, make it feel that size. Um 10 months or more Andrade. Listen, I'll say this. Regardless of your feelings on this, and it looks pretty split, um, this is how you establish him. This is how you get him to where we want him to be. Is He is just this He is this gatekeeping champion who is too good to be beaten. I think that is sort of... We have been dancing around, like, trying to figure out... Basically, we've said many times, the best way for this guy to get over is to just let him wrestle. I think he's wrestling for 10 months as an unbeatable champion. I think that establishes him as the guy that we all believe he is and that he sort of carries himself as. So I'm going to keep it with that that in mind. Uh, I think I think this is like 55-45 kick looking at, the, looking at the chat. So I like it for all the same reasons you do, Zoobs, and then two more as well. Because while I agree that it does wonders for Andrade... How do you make how do you make a mid-card belt 
elevate it. You put it on a guy who feels above it. And Andrade Elidolo would be the, the biggest star, maybe Darby Allen, notwithstanding, who has held that belt entering it. Now, people are going to say, oh, M- Miro was not a big star when he won the TNT title. He ascended up the card using the TNT title. He was jumping around with the best friends and Kip Sabian for four months before he had the TNT title. Um, I think Andrade Elidolo would have, having like the definitive, I'm going to wrestle for this run. Mm-hmm. You tell me Andrade's defending that belt on Rampage. That's must-see TV for me every time. Uh, people saying they want Keith Lee in that place. I I don't think I agree with that. I love Keith, and I thought he was great tonight. I, I don't think he's the ten month rain guy. Will I get a chance in a segment later to talk about Keith Lee booking? Yes, you will. Then I'll save it for that. Beautiful and TNT title booking as well. Mama Mia, of course, that's teasing so much more to come tonight on the A Double Dude Zoobs, and I will be playing a thrilling round of Push Book Barry, one of my favorite games that we do on this channel because. Uh, I don't have to put in any effort. I just respond. Every other every other one on here, I'm, I'm finding, I'm looking at shitty t-shirts for a half hour or trolling Twitter or trying to think of a take. I don't, this this one is, hey, Josh, you show up. Bring your thinking A-game. Pushbook Barry, still to come in Zoobs. If I can uh, Zangzone's, saying, Zangzone's saying Pac, and I, I think a 10-month Pac run means he wrestles uh, twice then. He wrestles at the beginning of it, <laughs> and he's missing for nine and a half months. Yeah, two <laughs> Yeah, I think that's about right, Zoobs. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd love to get a plug-in for my Patreon right now. I launched ECW Month on Monday at patreon.com slash J0SHC. A lot of nice responses from it already. I appreciate that. All four 1997 ECW retro pay-per-view reviews with uh, some people you like, maybe even some people in the chat tonight. And also that $5 gets you into ECW Month, all the solo wrestling brain episodes that I do behind there, and into my Discord where you can chat with me in the hunks about wrestling and so much else. Every damn day. Patreon.com slash J0SHC. Zoobs, let's continue. Yep. Wardlow is out with Sean Spears, which I thought was an interesting choice here. Uh, to take on The Blade. Wardlow just getting an enormous reaction here. Uh, people remembering from 30 seconds ago, I suppose, when he was treated poorly. Uh, keen memory going on here. Uh, out to take on The Blade. This must be the longest Wardlow singles match, right? I know we had the Jake Hager MMA one, but I feel like that was shorter than this. It, it would either be this or that, right? Yeah, and I liked, I liked, um, I liked the use of of Blade here. I liked him as sort of like jumping in and working the leg and like making it known like this is not a jobber, like guy that you were enhancement talent we're bringing in to feed. This is a guy that. As we as Wardlow continues to build as a babyface, uh, here's a here's a scrappy like nasty little heel that's gonna like pick at him and try to pick him apart and and present a challenge in the way that faces it in Wardlow's uh, weight class get challenged right a guy that can try to chop the tree yeah. down and a veteran uh, that's gonna challenge him and I thought uh, a test passed I think this is a, this is a, a great step this kind of stuff this this build is really useful for Wardlow. It's so funny how little they had to do to make it like he does not change his wrestling style against a heel at all. He just still feeding to the crowd for the powerbomb symphony. He listen, I understand you don't want to crush a guy if you're going to hit him five times. But he, he's got to lay in. He's got to lay in one of the powerbombs harder. He's, he's starting to get a little Kevin Nash. Uh, you know, oh, be, you know, I, I want to see some injury, you know, some broken backs. That's what I'm out there. You know, you lay him in Wardley. Like, you're a baby face. They're bad guys. Uh, I thought Wardlow was great here, but almost my takeaway was the blade is good. Like you could give him more roles like this. And I think he'll deliver every single time. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Blade letting the salt and pepper creep in. Of course, uh, gray hair representation. Thank you. Johnny Knoxville doing a lot of good work out there for that. 
<laughs> Propertyofshopimpact.com. That's true. I was thinking at this point in the show, I am so stoked for the main event, which I thought at this point was going to be the tag match with Punk, completely forgetting <laughs> about the, the world title match. Now we get a Penta Says video promo. It's oh, Pentagon right. in a graveyard uh, with a voiceover by Alex Aparantes. Penta says this. Penta says that. And uh, he's, he's coming back because Pentagon Dark is what we're to be believed here, Zooms. I think last week you were saying, I think he might get a little supernatural to tango with Malachi Black. It looks like you were bang on correct as usual, seeing through the business of x-ray goggles. I, I thought this was a, again, could this have been a cooler video package? Yes, but it was still all right, right? It feeds it. Listen, it feeds into the rocket fuel that was the first hour of this show. We're just like, oh, cool. Oh, cool. Oh, oh, uh, like, <laughs> like it is the rising action as to how hot the first hour of the show was. I, I mentioned it on Twitter. Like, this is like the seventh coolest thing that happens in the first hour of the show. <laughs> and like, it on any other week, on any other week, we would we would spend like forty minutes talking about um, this possible direction change for Penta and how much it could mean. So, uh, yeah, I think this is the right thing to do with Phoenix out uh, for for whatever this may be, and 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 a really good use also, I think, of Malachi Black, of like this is what this is establishing that like this is bringing things out of people and i think that's where pentagon fits really nicely into that universe like that transition makes sense for him and it him playing in malachi's world makes sense in a way that like he can carry into other feuds but it, without it seeming hokey or or weird right like yes. if, if he's if he's detached from malachi and is now pentagon dark and is a little darker and, and, and is leaning a little bit more into the um into sort of that side of it um i think that's adds to to the whole thing to, to both malachi's thing and and to uh pentagon himself and it's weird because there's not a lot of guys who stop dressing like the joker and then become more twisted you know <laughs> it's very very rare happening but I, i'm fired up for wherever this is going i i don't know if it, him and Pac again versus house of black just malachi and penta like I, it's not clear to me the direction but uh but i'm ready for whatever it is i like the idea of more supernatural Pac or uh penta sorry rather Mm-hmm. I bet you were fired up for this one, Zoobs. I said there was no Zoobs bait on this show. You were, you got, I was, there's tons. This whole thing but is. the inner thing. circle was ready to have a meeting. <laughs> it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a town hall. It wasn't uh, a governance. It wasn't uh, a debate. It wasn't any of the silly reasons they've had uh, Chris Jericho speaking into a microphone for, but Chris Jericho enters first. I mean, first. team meeting is also sort of weird. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm with you. It should have just said Chris Jericho speaks. Inner circle decides. Or yeah. That's the this is Jericho every week. There was like eight months where they had to make one every week. So that's right. I guess I'm picking run. I'm picking it. Jericho looks better though, right? He looks like he shaved like four years off these past than... couple months. <laughs> oh, yeah, better than what? Yeah, <laughs> I mean <laughs> Wow, Zoom's wow. Better I, than I mean, I'll tell you who didn't look better is uh, oh, oh. is Jake Hager. What? Who? What in the world? <laughs> Those pants uh, with the vest. <laughs> I, I don't know if uh, Mike Noble's in the chat, but he texted uh, me saying, uh, Jake Hager better speak up here or he's out of a job. That's yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, but Jericho's out with Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager. Um, people, still singing, you know, people still singing Judas full throw today. I'm uh, surprised by that. I guess I shouldn't be. It's fun to sing. I would sing it if I was there. 
I don't know that I would. You it's been, would. Few, it's been a it's been a few years of, of singing Judas. The you're, whole time. you're telling me you're telling me we got a couple couple nine dollar fifty cent. Yeah, all right. I would say right you're right. I would say Judas. You're right. You're I'm right. beside you. I'm arming up Judas in Judas in. You're right. My, I mean, yeah, we'd have a time. You're right. Uh, Santina, Santana, and Ortiz enter. Santina, of course, people remember is the winner of the Women's Battle Royale, I think, at Mania 20. Is that right? Uh, Santino in a dress. That's real. Um, but he is not here at Santana and Ortiz, uh, entering separately into their own music. Uh, Jericho giving them hell because last week they didn't tag him in in the match. And there were lots of people who bought a ticket to see Chris Jericho wrestle. And they took that opportunity from those people. I don't know if people know this. This is a real wrestling story. Uh, CM Punk and Chris Jericho and Edge and a few others during the Canada gold medal hockey game. There was either a house show or uh, or a Raw or something. And they like w- they had a tag match that night. They're like, let's watch this game to the last second and we'll just go out there and call it in the ring. And I guess Jericho went even further and like didn't walk backstage until his music hit. And Punk didn't tag him in for the entire match against Edge and Christian, I think it was. And yeah, Jericho was like legitimately pissed. He's like, lots of people came here to see Chris Jericho wrestle tonight. You robbed them of that. Apparently Punk was just like howling. <laughs> <laughs> Love amazing. that story. So it's a great story. Where, you, where did you get that story? That's a great story. I think a CM Punk interview or it must be a Chris Jericho interview. Yeah. I don't be. know. Or maybe I, I don't remember. Oh, no. You know what? I think it might be a. Uh, Edge on the Renee Young show. Ah, oral sessions. Yeah, the sessions now got rid of oral. That's a, that's a wise choice. Yeah, former former coworker of these zoobs. That's correct. Renee Paquette. I always like to think I'm only two degrees shy of Mox. You know. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's closer that, than you think. I suppose that's true. Yeah, that's super <laughs> true. Trust me, I think about it all the time. Uh, Santana. Yeah, starts his promo saying that uh, Jericho's been selfish. It's always been about one person. There's been no focus on getting uh, him and Ortiz or anybody else. Listen, I-, I thought this was a really stupid promo. Like, Sammy Guevara is there wearing the TNT title. Like, so, how on earth do you cut a promo? Yeah, the two titles. I mean, that's not how interim titles work. But I thought why would you wear the this, Why would you wear the interim one? It makes, it makes no sense. You cash in the interim title for your opportunity to unify the titles. That's how that works. Idiot. Why would you I, wear the second title? I don't know why. You're like, oh, I won the TNT title. I don't need the interim one anymore. Well, it, it, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Uh, but I, I just thought this body, the problem was okay by Santana, if not a little, what, what's that word? We're saying the same thing over and over. Reductive? Yeah, redundant. Redundant. Yeah, one of those. Uh, I felt like he was really just saying the same thing over and over. You know, it's all about you. It's been about one person. And I just didn't think the substance, and I like Santana, you know this. I just don't think you can say like, oh, it's always been about you winning belts and solving your issues. Never been about anybody else. And like Sammy Guevara is standing there wearing the TNT title and the inner circle vest. It's like, I, I don't know. Was Am I being too hard on this? Oops. I think a lot of people uh, just happy to see him sort of carry his own in a promo, sure. uh, which he did strongly, I thought. And I think... Uh, my happiness derives from this going in the direction I want it to go, which it seems like them splitting up. Um, I thought Sammy was – I'll say this. I thought, I thought Sammy was terrible on the microphone. <laughs> guys, guys, we're a family. Don't fight. Like what, what are we doing here? Get this guy some cue cards so he can pretend to like <laughs> yeah, got a promo. Yeah, <laughs> Did not think – I thought compared to the level that Santana and Jericho were at, even, even with – 
a little bit of repetition. Uh, I thought it was like Sammy, jeez, Louise. Get this guy. I, out I of definitely here. did still like the like once they got face to face and fired up. Like, there's no denying there was a giant drop in energy once Sammy Guevara started speaking. And again, he's just in this situation. It's not even you need a better promo guy. You need an outright better actor. He has to get across a lot of things here. This is his family. This is the the belt. You know, this has been his existence in AEW. And I mean, he's out there. He throws the vest on the ground with all the the you know fury of me, like you know grazing my toe on a wall. Just like man, this should really mean a lot to you. And it is the delivery is so flat and not aided at all by a. Do you mind? It seems like you know I I got a couple impressions I like to do. Do you mind if I hit a Jake Hager on you? You know, on the show? <laughs> yeah, dress dress like a like a like a genie. Like I don't even know like the pants. <laughs> dress like he is taking the dog out on a summer day. Is how he's dressed. Uh, yeah, okay, so yeah, thank you for painting the picture. I, I'm dressed like that, and uh, Jericho's promoing, and and uh, here's me. Uh, Jake, hello. We're we're breaking up, Jake. Jake, it's happening, brother. Sammy, th- Sammy's leaving. Santana Ortiz are screaming at you. Or he's saying Ortiz is the only thing stopping him from kicking your guys' ass and haven't jumped you the basketball months. <laughs> no, no. Now, Jake, he's he's, he's Jake. What was that? See, like it was all news to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he was just learning uh, about all of this and really t- taking his time to process it. Sever 120 wrote a good point. At least they didn't give Hager a bike. Yeah, that, For that, sure. That might have been actually worse. That might have been worse. But what the hell? As I was saying, yeah, Jake seemingly wasn't caught up on the product. Yeah, that is how it felt. Two Spanish, two gods, says Cadenza. Yep. Danny DeRoshi having a thumbs down to Sammy. I agree. Uh, not to really get into it, but the argument that Jericho hasn't done anything for Santana and Ortiz is still there. Yeah, definitely. Um, if they would have kept it focused on just them, I think they would have had something. Uh, but they're saying like the inner circle has just been in service of Jericho. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought, I thought the optics of saying like it's all about, <laughs> about you while the other guys wearing the belt of Jericho in it. Just maybe, I, maybe it's too weird. Maybe I'm being too picky, but I was just like, you're like, he's right there. Yeah, he, the most the, the guy wearing the most gold, two belts in back to the inner circle. <laughs> Only one guy's a champion, eh, Chris Jericho. Um, that was the inner circle meeting, Zoobs. I did like the Jericho line, actually. Uh, you know, maybe I got the wrong members of LAX. <laughs> Can somebody get me homicide in Hernandez's number? Pretty fired up. I thought that was good. But and yeah. a good showcase of how quickly he, he he can he can make that change in service of yes. like. Uh, of Santana and Ortiz, I've sort of been like, all right, well, like, if, you, if, if this is spinning off into them being like fired up baby faces, it's really easy for me to, to turn into like, I do become a jerk who talks down to them. Like, he's, 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 it'll be very easy for him to make that switch in a second. Tell tell Sammy to shut up, team up with Hager. We hate it. It a, a, a real strong a GFY, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is what the influencer Chris Jericho says. So uh, Sammy walks off. He's quit the inner circle unless they can get their shit together. I don't know what that means. Is, is Sammy currently a member of the inner circle? I don't know. Stupid. Stupid. Everything. Why is, I can't believe Sammy is a TNT championship. That's just such a. And in turn. And, and still the interim yeah, champion. Yeah, t- double. Also, double two-time and double champion. Yeah, he, he's holding the interim. He's holding the spot for the champ, who is also him. Um, But next week, we're getting Proud and Powerful versus Hager and Jericho. And I must say, 
I don't know who's going to win that match. I hope to see Eddie Kingston, and I think that that has my interest. It's a good hook for next week's Dynamite to me. Yeah. Adam Cole is backstage with the Young Bucks, convincing them. Don't worry, guys. You know, we you can trust you can trust O'Reilly. You can trust Roddy or not Roddy. Um, Fish. You don't worry about this. Um, they attack. Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta. Of course, they would never do it if fucking Chucky e. T was around because I know it would be awful Waffle City. It'd be, it'd be like when Austin stunned the entire WCW locker room. Just, just, it'd be that, but with the awful Waffle over and over. Uh, they attack Rocky and Trent, but who else has business with these guys? Zoob's our first debut of the evening. Joy White. Jay White. The Switchblade. Crazy. in AEW. Zoob's. I just want a bunch of thoughts from you. I'm going to ask you a couple questions, okay? Keep track here. Yep. Give me your overall thoughts on Jay White going into tonight. And then talk to me about how you feel like Jay White fits into AEW. Uh, well, overall, I'm somebody that has, that has, you know, the timing of when I was super into New Japan and his sort of ascent as the new... Uh, sort of young on the rise uh, heel that they were sort of trying to build up uh, coincides nicely to the point where I, w- I sort of by the end I was like I see it and I think he's awesome and I, I think it, he has a style that really works for him and and uh, has value and uh, I'm excited about that as the addition probably more excited about him than anybody else that's in that uh, faction outside of Kenny uh, which I don't think is that strong of a thing to say but um, I think yeah, he fits I in. Not. I think he fits in 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 if they're going to do a split internally here or whatever it's going to be a, a very a very clear guy that can um, be positioned in in, in in at the top of a, of a stable that he's leading as as a guy that um, you know is capable of of fitting into any situation as as sort of a big bad of a group and a and, a, and very good. Uh, sort of in in all aspects and, and has come a long way in a lot of those ways so i i have uh i have high hopes i hope he's used to tell a, a good story because i know he's capable of it and it's capable of anchoring his part and then some love that as always from the zoobs so i'm very excited i would i would consider myself sort of a late to the party guy with jay white where i didn't like him much at all and then i, I thought oh, okay he's kind of good and then i was like ah actually i'm not really liking a ton of this you remember when it was just all bullet club uh yeah distraction shit and then over i suppose the last full arena year of uh whatever that wrestle kingdom 14 is uh him and abushi i just think last year is a striking masterpiece of a match so and I think he's a, I think he's a, some people overrate him as a promo because he's one of the guys in New Japan was like, hey, this guy's speaking English. Like, right. Zack Saber Jr. laps him as a promo. But I think he can definitely get a, like, I saw people being like, wow, MJF and him are really going to be like two great heels on the mic. It's like, I think Jay White would get, I don't think that's, yeah, I don't think mic. that's true. Uh, Sam Fells, I'm the only one who doesn't think Jay White is going to be full time. I think, I think everybody thinks that he's not going to be full time. I, yeah. I, I don't think anybody expects him to be, yeah, I'd be all elite. I, I, Sam, if you had the other opinion, I think you could say, "Am You're I the only, only one?" one. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he's like, going to be a full-time member of the AEW roster. Hell, he's he's in the, in the fix of a feud with Eric Young and Impact right now. He can't just leave that. He's on the no surrender pay per view in two weeks. Uh, he's Tony Con- tuned in for that, right? White, to- White, and Young. Yeah, uh, Tony Khan tweets out, uh, "I didn't secure Jay White until Sunday." I realized after the fact, Friday night, I butchered my own definition in, of Forbidden Door in hyping tonight. I heard the feedback and wanted to ensure tonight was special for all. Thanks to everyone who watched. 
could be a work, could be the truth. That's our Tony. Tony, I thought you delivered absolute rocking programming tonight, dude. No worries here, man. Mamma mia. Um, Jay White's uh, post WK twenty twenty one promos. I agree. That was the one where like he sort of this contract status I think was up in the air, and he was sort of talking about where he fit in the world. I thought I thought that was sort of uh, a page turner for me as well. I'm very curious to see how he works as a TV wrestler. Like, is he somebody who can do an eight-minute match and a, a back-and-forth promo? I think of him as, like, the grand-scale epic guy now, like a great end boss for Bullet Club. It's, again, my interest is probably higher than it's coming across right here. I'm just very curious how he's going to slot into everything. But if if it goes well, I genuinely think he is a title-contending guy. Like, I think he can go right to Hangman if he wants to right now, and I would be watching. Plus, yeah, anyway, more on that later, I think. Zoobs. Oh, first of all, there was a commercial for something called Homestars.com. Yo, that's taken. We we had Homestar. Nonsense. <laughs> Keith Lee debuts right after Jay White. Tony loves these flexes. You Tony. can see him. He love. He loves it. Like <laughs> it's a, it's Jay White commercial and limitless Keith Lee, who this crowd is electric to see. He feels limitless in this moment. He's out to face Isaiah Cassidy Zoops. I hate to be redundant myself, but can you give me sort of a similar thing? What is your opinion on Keith Lee coming into tonight, and how did he come across to you and talk to me about this match with Isaiah Cassidy? Keith Lee is a guy that I hadn't seen it, like uh, an, a real extended amount of, a, a, a little bit in NXT, uh, not a ton in the indies, but um excited to see because he was somebody that uh, even in even in a even in a very limited you can you can see it like it's it's not he is as advertised under the limitlessness and and he's very is very you know if you've if you've seen keith lee you know what i'm talking about it it insists upon itself it's like i'm i'm not describing anything you don't already know it's like it's apparent the moment you see him um as soon as i saw him as soon as he showed up and as soon as he took on isaiah cassidy i was like oh man he's gonna make such a huge impact here i really do think he's so different in such an important way from anybody they have he's gonna work so well with so many of these guys i think i think um just having him like imagine him throwing Dante Martin how far and how high uh, <laughs> yes. I, I think it's going to be like he's just so special and so different he's going to stand out so much is, is what I really um, thought I was like man he really stands out and he's really going to be somebody that I would be very quickly like and this is sort of another part of that Tony mindset. Like he's the guy that I can see them very much being like, how could you not make this guy your star? Like, right. I, I can see him hot shot into the TNT title. I can see him like them pretty quickly being like, yeah, Keith Lee's a huge star for us. Obviously. I love what you say about if you've seen Keith Lee, you know what I'm talking about. He's a guy who's it insists upon itself. And I know that it's a very popular thing to say, you know, a Malachi black debut, uh, a Brian Danielson debut. It's like, how does New York not manage to do this with that? Whoever you think is the ultimate example of that, I feel like it's Keith Lee. Like, I feel like seeing Keith Lee is like, oh, this guy, this guy is an easy guy to make into a pro wrestling star. I know how to do this. He's obvious. I actually really liked this match with Isaiah Cassidy. I thought this was a riot, him hucking him around. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Perfect. It, he, magnetic. Great, great word. Good friend, Jake. Oh, great word. yeah. Magnetic. Absolutely. Sam Fell's agreeing New York won't use this guy. Watch this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Hits Merrill saying 
Keith Lee's debut was so good. Matt Hardy left. Yeah, that's true. He's just like, I'm abandoning <laughs> poor Isaiah. Have him throw Adam Cole from the ring to the stage. Only by pounce, Kev Sell, but I agree. Keith, Danny DeRoche is calling for Keith Lee versus Miro. Yeah, if you weigh over 250 pounds, I want you to wrestle Keith Lee. Yeah, and the opposite. I also want the small. Like I, he, man, he's going to fit with everybody. I just, I just, I'm really very basically immediately. I was like, yeah, he's he's so different. It's going to work so well. I, I, I imagine he has chemistry with almost everybody already uh, from working with them in the past. I think uh, it, Limitless is the perfect. I don't know where he was bestowed Limitless, but it is perfect for how I see him fitting in here. I ended up, I'll say this, I'll say this, I ended up, uh, to close this out, uh, I ended up, like, more excited about him after this than a lot of the recent names that have come through. A lot of people that have come on that that were big shocks, I have Keith Lee uh, above a lot of those people. In some ways, isn't that sort of the highest compliment you could pay a debut? Yeah. I was here, and seeing him wrestle a nobody, somebody who I knew he wasn't going to win for, what, five, six minutes, got me here. Yeah. So like, I'm more excited about Keith Lee than Adam Cole. Like, it's not even close. Oh, yeah, a million percent. Uh, I just want to say I disagree. I only agree with you that I want to see him wrestle the small guys if he's allowed to recklessly no-sell them. I hate that Gargano match. Right. Like, how is Johnny Gargano hurting? I mean, come on. At some point, you got to be like, you got to work the leg or something. Johnny Gargano's hurting you, Keith? I hated that Isaiah Cassidy's uh, tumble to the floor took him off his feet. Like, I thought Keith Lee coming off his feet should be, like, a moment. I, I honestly think, how often do I say AEW should steal from New York? They they need to look at how Walter was booked and do this with Keith Lee. FTR waiting in the ring for CM Punk and his mystery opponent. Now, I thought that there was some lofty expectations here. Uh, Samoa Joe and Dan Housen being called out by CM Punk on Twitter, like we mentioned earlier wild thing plays and out comes bfm big fucking mocks himself two guys who don't drink and are cool are now hanging out together <laughs> coming out to face ftr connected by a love for former zoobs co-worker renee young the two <laughs> coolest motherfuckers on this roster are sl- gonna slug it out with maybe the best tag team on this roster and uh punk looks ecstatic about this if i be a goddess this was of all the cm punk moments return he is, he is a shit-eating grin for the entrance, seeing mocks. I never really associate these guys as loving each other, although somebody did correctly point out that he was, he was the one who always wanted Dean Ambrose on the Shield. It was Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Chris Hero that he wanted for the original Shield, people will remember. And uh, maybe just great to see John Moxley clean. Whatever it was, I thought joy was emanating out of the punk man tonight. Uh, and in so, also me as maybe my two favorite wrestlers in this company came out to wrestle my favorite tag team. I appreciate all of your tweets. There are multiple. Can somebody check on Josh or is Josh okay? I heard Josh come from here. Yeah. Uh, needed needed trios. A- needed Nick Gage to finish the trios team. So we need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, but boy, uh, for, for those of you who thought of me, let me tell you, my reaction would have lived up to what you thought as I was very psyched for this uh, tag match, but Zoob's, I thought the main event tonight was going to go longer, and as such, I thought this tag match was going to be uh, short, sweet, and cute. It was not. It was the body of this show, and, uh, I mean, fantastic. Awesome. Like, really awesome. Uh, great reminders of, of how great all four of these guys are. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want my classic internet thing, your praise of one comes off as detraction from another, but um, obviously Punk has been having classics uh, week in and week out. Obviously, it's great to see Mox do anything. And uh, a great reminder for me, obviously, this week that, like, 
FTR build a kind of tag match that sort of is a signature of theirs where like the the cascading false finishes in a way that don't feel cheap in a way that all of them feel completely earned and, if, and if, are paying off other things um the little in- intricacies the way that they bend the rules but it's not specifically cheating right they 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 cheat within the framework of pro wrestling uh i think they uh, understand the rules of the ring to an advantage use them and they weaponize them yeah, uh, a, a great to see a, a, a FTR classic, which I feel like we've been overdue for one. A five bomb gift from Gumby does crimes. Thank you so much. We know Gumby. Uh, oh, thank does you, Gumby. Crimes. That's so nice of them. Um, Gumby does do crimes. That is true. They are, uh, and check out uh, Gumby. Drop your Twitter handle in there. Gumby just dropped an EP. Go check that out. I was listening to it. Minus five stars, of course, a wrestling reference. Go go listen to some tunes from Gumby. Uh, Zoobs so many spots from this match that i just love from the assisted leg drop the uh, i mean this match is notable for being the only good suicide dive dean ambrose slash john moxley has ever <laughs> done in his career the stack one to save punk at a dash wilder's shoulders i thought was awesome crumbling and taking us to break uh i mean w- will there be a better tag this year than mox being hit dazed as hell bails to the wrong corner for the tag Cash cuts off, taunts Mox. Hey, I got you cut off. Spins for just a lariat from hell from big fucking Mox. Or sorry, he's teasing Punk. Spins around for a lariat from hell from Mox, who then just smashes Punk's hand. And, and Atlantic City comes alive for this tag, as did I, leading to a Mox and Punk su- uh, doomsday device. Uh, the, the, the match was, and you talk about the FDR style, you're right. Uh, but it gels perfectly with CM Punk, right? It, this, this is the sort of match I think CM Punk is very interested in having. A a more grounded in realism, uh, Terry Funk, 70s NWA, with, with splashes of New York drama built in, which there were, of course, in this match. Uh, man, this is how you build a match. Like, you're, you're not you're not bored in the opening, but it's it's clearly getting started. And by the end, they, they're just hammering home. You're just, it's like a cruel reminder of how good they all are in the back third of this match. It's like, Cash Wheeler might be the best or best wrestler in this match. And then Mox says something. <laughs> oh no, it's Mox. And then and then Punk hits the hits the the spin line, the the duck what's it, the Pepsi twist. Like, oh no, wait, Punk is the best wrestler in the world. Here's Dax Wilder uh, with the Brain Buster. I mean, it's. It's a treat watching this thing, man. I don't consider myself the the world's biggest fan of tag wrestling, but I thought this was well among any TV match you're going to see this year. I, outstanding stuff, I thought, here in the, the middle of the show. Uh, the momentum that this show had picked up at this point, right, was, was we had the... We had the three, basically three surprises in a row, right? We had Jay White out of nowhere. We had Keith Lee debut. And then we have Mox return as the partner. Um, the the back-to-back-to-back of those three things. <laughs> yeah. And then this match delivering the way that it did just kicked this show into such a stratosphere of like, we are getting a pay-per-view quality event tonight, uh, which it felt like from the word go. Uh, really cool. You knew I was going to be a fan of it. Like extended CM Punk versus uh <laughs> dax <laughs> that's like uh, 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 so funny er- early in the in the challenge i was like oh my god is dax gonna challenge cm punk one-on-one <laughs> and I was, that's what I almost for a second thought was happening i was like oh my god uh even Seems better bait. even better the I, I i not ashamed to say i bought the false finish on the brain buster the title shot 
into the Brain Buster that they beat that uh, they beat the Lucha Brothers with that very thing. I oh I actually had the like moment of like wow that does a lot for FTR. Like I had I was like wow they, that's like it makes sense like these two guys are thrown together and FTR cheated and and uh, wow like MJF is going to be an incredible new thing. But uh, it kept going and there was three or four more huge moments from that and uh, a couple more big finishes. So. Uh, yeah, awesome, awesome show, awesome, awesome mid hour of the show. Like the first, this is the first hour of the show closing out. You're just like, geez, what, how lucky are we? The snip also helps bring you down the road of, oh, maybe Punk and Mox will lose because I thought that Punk and MJF are going to be separated. And since he has to win this for his shot at MJF, I'm buying on these finishes. I was thinking this is a 50 50 match that can go either way. And Zooms, consider this rubber banding. We go off air last week. We go, wow, next week's Dynamite's loaded. We get a Lance Archer, Hangman Page, Texas Deathmatch on TV for the title. Like, oh my goodness, that's a, that's a real treat to tune in for. I go from that exiting last week's show to leaving this and going, how the, how the hell Hangman going to, how's he going to follow this? How's the sure highlight of the show to me last week? I'm like, he's who? Marvelous stuff from Marvelous Wrestlers. I loved this one. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dennis Ray were great great piece here. Uh it gets there's a nugget is is Eddie seeing Mox team with Punk. <laughs> How about in the other direction? Uh Brian Danielson seeing Mox willing to tag with somebody. After last week Mox uh, he'll do it with Punk. Everything's in play here baby. This company keeps on rolling and what so a good, speaking of the good show, the depth. Wow. Nuts. Speaking of keep on rolling, Zoobs, let's roll on into our second of three keep it or kick it of the evenings, if you don't mind, Zoobs. You know me. I don't like a lot of hyperbole, but I might have brought some tonight, Zoobs, with this keep it or kick it. You all remember the rules. Get your fingers on those emotes. Like it, love it, want some more of it, hate it, despise it, never want to see it again, Zoobs. Keep it or kick it. This statement, this was the best tag match that's been on, best two-man, 2v2 tag match that's been on AW television. I, know I think, goes, oh, it's hard I think it is. Listen, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, that's a that's a fairly sizable I keep for me. I uh, I and I know that there's going to be ones that forget it. That for me was every trapping of like it had surprise. It, cr- it crescendoed uh, on TV. Very clearly said on TV. Almost unanimous kicks from a bunch of cement brain zoom. I'd love to see what match they thought was better of this. Uh, FTR remember, against remember Jurassic Express at Party when the empty arena era. What a, what a classic. Uh, yeah, Kenny and Hanger against the Bucks. That was on TV. Uh, FTR against Santana and Ortiz. PNP versus Best Friends. That's not a bad. Uh... The parking lot brawl competes, but I I way prefer a real match to a cinematic match. Not even close. Listen, this is uh, this had every this is basically to me, and I'll say this while we're doing the hyperbole. To me, this basically had everything that's good about wrestling in it, right? Because it had a little of the little of the. You had the surprise. The you had the surprise. The story. The the schmozziness. The stakes. Uh, incredible technique. Incredible false finishes. Uh, came from a a promo of one, from one of the best. Uh, star power. A red hot crowd. Uh. Yeah, for me, this is this is uh, this was top of the tops. But this is again all the recipe pieces. Just great stuff here. Can't wait to see these people lock up again at some point in time because, uh, yeah, I was left wanting more despite a great match here, and it's just clear that CM Punk likes the FTR guys too. 
keeps bringing him up in interviews, wants to wrestle him on TV. Good stuff. Uh, Surefire Banger follows it with AQA versus Jade. A Booker T trained wrestler commentary tells us, which is, I like Booker T. Low key, AQA is pretty good. Yeah. I was like, huh. I mean, big big act to follow here. Like, I I don't know how Jade Cargill and AQA, like, I'm up here from this time. Well, yeah. And in this this place and intentionally, right? In this place intentionally. Yeah, you come down. We have some stuff in between this and and the Texas death match. Um, yeah, I was really impressed with AQA. I was like, "Damn, AQA's got it." And and listen, a, a tough spot. You're asking quite a bit of Jade. You're you're saying, uh, "Take us through a commercial break. Take us yeah. in between a title match and an extremely hot place, and take enough offense, right?" Because like she's somebody right. that when Jade's on offense, it's like easy to see it. The the, yeah, the pump kick is very like oh, okay. Somebody just saw her do this once. And yeah. Like, okay, we can do something with this. And like the tour of the islands uh slam that she did in this one uh it's very obvious which is on offense what they have in her um being the person who has to you know take uh believable offense from aqa is obviously part of what they're she's having to like grow at so it's a tough spot but i don't know i thought it was serviceable for 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 where it is on the card and what the intention of this match is like it, it wasn't supposed to be a clinical thing that you remember with with what it was sandwiched in between 100% 100% and uh, Jade went on offense does stand out there's no question but it there's no losing of the sizzle for me like when she is standing on the ramp in her jacket with the title around her waist it is it is shocking what a star she comes across as relative to her experience what she's accomplished you talk about like an ownership of a room like mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy to see and yeah I thought AQA was good here too I'll be honest, I wasn't paying the most attention after that that last one. I was That's, a little bit yeah. in the, like, holy smoke zone for this one. And it was over sort of before it began, but another win for for Jade. I agree with Gumby. The the Brian Danielson training is a great sign. Yeah. Uh, Matty Max saying, anyone who does a shooting star works for me. Yeah. There you go. There you was, like a, a there was footage of... I'm not, I'm not so crazy about it. There that. was footage of Jade wearing the title at a college basketball game before last week's show on Dynamite. Uh, and it was just like you see that you see her in public wearing the title, and you're like, oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like around normal people. She's like, oh, it would be really <laughs> stupid for that to, for anybody else to have that. <laughs> like it would Is look that like, their royalty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you would have to, you would have you, you. Somebody would see it, and they would like, she's a pro wrestler. No, you'd be like, oh yeah, I understand. I bet nobody can beat her. It's like, yeah, nobody can. Zoom Sam Fells letting you know she's married to Brandon Phillips. I would I would one up Sam Fells and say they are together with a child, but not married. Well, that's easy, you know. There's a yeah, lot of know. people with the yeah. last name Zoom, so there's only one the Zooms. I you can know. tell you that this was like Dave Meltzer. Now listen, Dave Meltzer and I, we, we don't like all the same amount of wrestling. <laughs> but did you see this on Twitter today, Zooms? Uh, the NWA tweeted out, they're like, "Yeah, back in the day, masked wrestlers couldn't hold the NWA title, and so we led to this moment in NWA history." And he quote tweeted it, and it's like. No, that's actually a misunderstanding of the NWA rules. <laughs> he's like, he is correcting the NWA on what their rules are. And he's right. He's like, no, no. It's, if, you, if you said who, if you revealed to the president off screen who you were, you were allowed to. But but uh, Dustin Rhodes is the midnight rider. Refused to even do that. So uh, just fucking hilarious to me. I just absolutely, that was my favorite Dave Meltzer moment in years, I think. Uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. That's that one time he took like seven minutes to be like, well, you know, Naito, well, actually, he might very well, you know, be well, you know, as as good as Okada in some ways. So, you know, then you see, you know, you, know, you do a show with the Zoobs every week. You're looking for oration. <laughs> uh, let's get to yeah. my girl here. Let's get to my girl. Let's go. Who's your girl? Serena well, fucking Deeb is who I'm here to talk about tonight. Adam Cole is backstage right before we get to that. Uh, and he's convincing the Bucks now to trust Jay White. Uh, Adam Cole just convincing these guys to trust everybody. Uh, he goes, listen, I didn't know the the uh, that he was coming either. And then he goes, did you hear anything, Brandon? And Brandon goes, I think I read something about that on Reddit. Very so, nice. Yeah, good little touch there from uh, Brandon Cutler. This show's done and the now- impossible. It's got me. It's got me like weekly being like Cutler and Spears, thumbs up. They've done it. I'm that I'm that dynamite pilled that I'm just like, yep, every one of these, every single person that appears on screen is good to me, except for Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Sammy is, Sammy's a special case. <laughs> is he the worst person on? The, yeah, he probably is for me. Yeah, man. He's my least favorite person who's on the screen reliably. Because they stop they stop having Marco Stun on the show. I loved that guy. Uh, your girl Serena Deeb is out, Zoobs, to introduce a, a five-minute challenge. She doesn't think anybody, forget about beating her. Yes. She doesn't think anybody in this crappy locker room can go five minutes with her. Uh, she brings out this woman named something Arquette. I didn't get the first name. Uh, it barely mattered. as She certainly could not go the five minutes. What do you think of this, Zoobs? I, I'm a big fan of this challenge. Hell yeah. Give me Serena Deeb stretching these chicks out and sending, sending them home, kicking some ass and taking some names. <laughs> Single leg crab <laughs> beating people in a minute with a single leg crab. Oh yeah, baby, Tequila Sunrise. It should she should be borrowing. I think she should borrow from uh, Danielson here and make it a different hold every week. I think I think that's what I would. That's the next thing I, I would do here. I would have her beat real rear naked choke or uh, something like this. Um, and we build this in. We, we build our net. Like if they have a women's signing of, of any impact. I think this is where you get this done. I think this is a great way to continue what we've seen with Deeb in the last two months, I think, where, you know, she shows up and and we're like, oh, well, this mean streak. And every week it sort of builds and builds. And now she's getting a chance to be on the mic. And and if there's an identifiable thing that's happening every week with her, what we can look forward to. Uh, I'm super into the Serena Deeb five-minute challenge. I uh, I love what you say there about what a good way to bring somebody in. Because that does feel like the end game here in some way that eventually, because you don't even need to beat Serena Deeb if she's done enough of this to start the feud, right? You can just get to the end of the five minutes and right. she can't believe it. And the person isn't made, but they're certainly on their way to being a, a focal point in the women's division. So yeah, love that call. Uh, I love everything about this. Suits her very well. Her When she's doing the, the, the tough thing on the mic, I don't know that I'm fully buying it. Like I think being herself more would is more viable in a way like i didn't love the promo that went alongside with it but the woman of a thousand holds thing works for me and like i like that touch of uh doing the daniels the same thing of a, a different limb a different hold for a couple of weeks and then you bring somebody in goes to five minutes and we're off to the races like everything yeah. about it hope that hope that's where it goes uh katie our cat kev uh right kev Sell letting me know so thank you yeah katie our cat which uh, uh that's a deathmatch family wrestlers that's absolutely true yeah 100 yeah. percent. i mean i mean so let's it, see it true you know, is that they nearly died in a match against let, nick let, gage so let's see her let's see serena deep go 
deathmatch challenge against against an Arquette. Anybody can go toe to toe in wrestling holds, you know. So if you don't want me to do the full MDK intro right now, you're bringing you're bringing it up. Sorry. <laughs> the Gun Club and Jurassic Express are going to be facing off for the AEW Tag Team Titles this Friday night on Rampage, and we get a video package uh, showing and explaining why they are deserving. Again, this is this is I'm not very into either of these teams, and this is about as good as you're going to do for this, I think, Zoobs. What, what do you think? I think I'm becoming. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is when I was like, am I too rosy this week? I was like, I think I'm becoming like gun club pilled. Like, right. You're, you're I, I think I'm if... like, I think I'm ready to go like gun club is good. And I, and, and they've made me laugh like three weeks in a row. Like just showing up to beat up Christian. It's sort of funny. Beating up Christian and, and, and Jungle Boy. It's sort of funny. I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, and the, less, like, the less we like Jungle Express, the more it's easy to attach yeah, and view it in that angle. These two, like, tiktok star fail sons and like they're like 60 year old bully dad <laughs> like, it's sort of funny man <laughs> when you describe it i like it more i must be honest right and, and maybe that's the key and maybe it's the maybe it's the like not following through on watching the watching the dynamite the rampage match but uh in the moment i was like this is funny man just just a high school bully who's turning 60 into next year <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, listen, you have to do stuff like this. How do you find a diamond in the rough if you don't do shit like this? They're not building this to, you know, headline a pay-per-view. It's a tag title match on Rampage. So, you know, of the lower tier heel tag teams, they're probably my favorite. I like them more than Private Party. Yep. I like them more than THQ. I consider 2.0 like a level above them because they... Oh, yeah. They, come on. Well, we're all adults here. 2.0 it doesn't <laughs> count. Yeah. Zoobs, you think when I said lower end heel tag team, so wasn't somebody about to race the chat? I know. No, absolutely not. I thought there was. I know. And I would have said they're a step above, but I got ahead of it. Yeah. That's a broadcasting thing. Anyways, it was anyway. You know what? Speaking of 2.0, I'll do a quick segue here. Please. Uh, Before we get to the main event, I have a, I'm going to do a show Friday at noon Eastern. Ooh, baby. Nine o'clock a.m. Pacific going to debut a quick little show that I, I'm not going to do it every week, but we're going to we're going to throw it in here and there uh, called Friday Lunch. I'm going to eat my lunch on Friday on stream. You can come in and talk about your lunch. We can talk about uh, if you're on the West Coast, your breakfast or what you plan to have for lunch. We're going to pick out uh, what I'm going to have for takeout Friday this week. We're going to do TOF, look at some menus live on the air. And then in the back half of the show, be on for an hour. Uh, I'm going to watch. I'm going to find two Daniel Garcia matches and we're going to watch Daniel Garcia. It'll be uh, it'll be chill. It'll be similar to First Contact if you've seen that. Just a free space to like hang out. Not really structured. Not a lot going on. Uh, I don't have a lot going on Friday. I have a video due in the morning, and then I'm chilling. So uh, Friday you don't morning. Mind if I come and watch that, do you? Friday lunch, please come by. Friday lunch, noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific time. Uh, you get your lunch out. We'll talk lunch. You can see me eat my lunch. Uh, get me excited. And I is I was thinking about it today. Like, what am I gonna have for lunch? And it's the groceries, it's like it might be a really low-end lunch on my end. It's going to be funny. I might that be like eating slices of cheese. Possible. It's looking like slices of cheese and an orange is like what I'm going to have. <laughs> Oranges are pretty good. I've been, you gotta get, isn't there a Twitch plug-in where people can get you food delivered? I think there is, yeah, the treat stream. Uh, That'd be something to look into if you want to do more of these Fridays because I bet you people will be like, oh, here, here's some, here's lunch. some lunch. 
So Friday lunch, uh, I, I spent today in the afternoon building some of the layouts. I'm having, I'm having fun. Friday lunch, uh, I had the capability to bring on uh, guests. We'll see if I do that. But uh, I will tease lunch on Twitter. Absolutely right. Because um, I have some tech stuff I want to run through, actually. Hopefully. It's a good sort of playground for that stuff, too, yeah. I think, right? And then if people have uh, like stuff they want to talk about, something stupid in wrestling or, or whatever, uh, we will hang out and talk then. Friday lunch. It's lunch on Friday. Good friend Jake saying maybe get you sent some tuna marinara. People remember when the go-off kings got sent like 25 of those from Subway in a night. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, was it Jimmy John's? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's so fucking gross. Um, and uh, shout out to Fast Days of saying have some canned cheese like the Briscoes. I don't know if other people saw that FTR or that promo on FTR they put out this week. But, uh, yeah, the Briscoes just – was it? Yeah, canned cheese into the hand. But, yeah, uh, Mark Briscoe eating the canned cheese. Friday lunch. Maybe he'll come by Friday. And this may be an appropriate time, Zooms, to two-plug the Monday morning Paul show, First Contact, an hour earlier, 8 a.m. on the West, 11 in the East, but uh, a show I'm really enjoying. We're on Friday night guy, Paul Sebastian. He does a solo stream there, sort of recapping the weekend in wrestling, watching some indie stuff, talking about whatever he wants. I, I greatly enjoy watching that one. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Friday lunch and First Contact. So, uh, yeah, Friday lunch. Nine, it's, it, I know it's breakfast on the West, on the West Coast. But, uh, boy, it's hard to even wait till noon to get up there and start screaming. But we want to get everybody involved in Friday lunch. I'll be there. I mean, I'll be probably talking breakfast more so. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. People can call in. I, I, can, I can maybe bring you in. You can show your breakfast as I eat lunch. Maybe. We'll see. That's, that's interesting. Anyway. I don't want to invade. Listen, I don't want to invade on on your thing you know now listen do the sword and shield is that the is that the dynamic duo is that what brings the numbers i mean the data points to yes zooms, but but i'm very much looking forward to friday lunch or to friday lunch and monday uh first contact with paul love all, what's going on in the network with all this sort of stuff uh which is why i'll be announcing uh the rank down with j zero <laughs> yeah don't, don't you dare say rank down's coming back <laughs> yeah, I, yeah remember that, rank down's coming back any <laughs> anyway. Anyway. yeah anyway uh, enough on that Zeus. into the main event it's hangman adam page time and he's out against lance archer uh can we get can we get the countdown right aw you got lance archer his titan tron goes five four three two one and the the song goes five four three two one the titan tron was seconds behind it tonight Let, let's let's not do the counter if we can't have it 100 percent right this makes the guy look stupid it's like i don't even know if i can it's like Five, four, three, two, one. It feels very low rent to me, but a minor gripe uh, as these two get right to business. Uh, Zoops, who likes to bleed more, Hangman or Cody? Boy, Hangman, Blade City, eh? Holy. Cowboy, it's that cowboy shit. I suppose so. A Hangman gets red early in this match because of uh, Dan Lambert undoing the turnbuckle. Lambert and Jake the Snake Roberts both at ringside helping out Lance Archer. For what I thought was uh, kind of a nutso main event, to be honest, Zooms. Uh, not just for the blood, the the blackout on the stairs. <sighs> Crazy talk. Huh? Ow! The the choke slam to the floor. The, uh, what what does he call his, his crucifix bomb? Is it just a crucifix bomb through the table? Hangman took a licking in this one. And I love the choice by AEW to let Lance Archer look so strong that he is absolute Goliath. Hangman Page, of course, able to get the win, but only through attrition. 
uh, an absolute war out there to fell Goliath here, Zooms. Did you enjoy this one as much as I did? Yeah, I, I, thought, I think there was reasonable worries to be like, boy, they've this crowd's have been through a lot tonight. It's they're, they're going to have to hit heights. I thought the idea to start it out hot, to start it out right away, was really good. I loved the the thing to take away the top of the rope. It really made yes. it look it made it look really chaotic. Like it really added a chaos to it. Um, I liked this place is disintegrating. Like yeah, it is. They're bringing this building to the ground, and Lance Archer should feel like that. That that was sort of the thought that I came away with. I was like, man, that really does work with with Lance, right? It really works with like where he is right now as his character is this just just like this chaotic destroyer and whatever is whether it's a young boy or a ring person or or tables or anything uh barbed wire and the, and the ring comes apart i think it really plays into like what makes him in this situation hypothetically dangerous for hangman right is the violence and the chaos that he really can't prepare for versus like you know you know in a match with danielson you're gonna have to go you're, you'll be endurance it's gonna be technique whereas like Lance represents this chaotic rage, this chaotic violence that it's like the only way to do it, as you said, is that is surviving it is like getting through it with persistence. Uh, I thought it was well told and and early on, as I think sometimes happens with these dynamites where the middles are so strong and the earliest are so strong, you sort of start out being like wary of like, will they be able to get there? And then you submit to just the spectacle of what's going on. And by the end, you're like, wow, there were some moments that made me like howl. The the referee assisted. <laughs> I thought, you know what? You got to think of a creative way to get to that moment. And we didn't know how they were going to do it. And they did something I'd never seen before. And it ended over the top rope through two tables. Uh, worthy payoff to an incredible evening of wrestling. If I could stick with Lance Archer just for a minute, Zoobs, because I imagine he'll probably leave our sphere for the time being coming up here, and this is sort of my chance to... We've talked a lot about both of our growing opinions with him, and in this role, it really struck me why I like Lance Archer so much tonight. I would consider myself... This might legitimately be true. I, you know, oh, I love CM Punk. Oh, I love John Moxley. So does everybody else. I think the wrestler that I like more than anyone else in history is TNA's Abyss. Uh, yes, I learned this early is, about you. <laughs> the dark days we talked about Abyss. I just think the world of Abyss, and and people sort of think it's like a a, a bit thing, but it's mm -hmm. like no. If you were watching at the time, he's he's Mick Foley mixed with Kane and like a better worker than a lot of people in the TNA roster. But he was that role, right? He's the you can beat him, but you have to go through a car crash to do it. He's always viable in the main event sphere. Because of the danger element that he brings. Even if you are a dominating champion, you don't want to have to face Abyss. You know you can beat him, but the war you're going to go through is leaving you a changed man. And I thought Lance captured a lot of that energy tonight in a way that uh, really resonates with me. And again, Hangman selling here, probably easy to do when you legitimately have lost a pint of blood, but really on the money. Lance and the booking is just, the booking is allowing him to look like the monster that he should be just a hardcore match at the top of the card to cap off like you said an outstanding night of wrestling really a winner here for me uh gumby great point as they always have uh giving hangman one of the best technical guys back to back with one of the best hardcore guys fucking rocks i think it is a great way to continue rounding out as we have said many times how he is a different person having become champion he's a he's a different guy he's now um meets people in the middle of the ring at whatever they do he he's down to do that and and square it away and prove himself um i think it's really awesome yeah totally agree
And that was tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite Zoobs. Frankly, uh, awesome. a banner episode of the program. So happy. One of the, one of the five best episodes, maybe? <sighs> Yeah, I'd say pretty. I'd say I'd say pretty handily. I'd say pretty handily. As you said, the big takeaway for me at the end was like, "Holy shit, it's time to stream!" Like, "Holy shit, it's ten o'clock!" <laughs> it was. This was nonstop. This was the, other than like uh, eight minutes of Jade Cargill. It was like pedal to the metal, uh, all the way down. And again, even the even the Jade Cargill like. You had AQA where you're like, damn, that's pretty impressive. And you got the like Serena Deeb made progress. Uh, incredible. Really, really, really great show. Um, made me thankful that we have this show. I know we get a little savvy sometimes, yeah. but I was like, thank God we've built this that I can I can share this gift with a community of people, talk to you about it right away and, and share this gift with the, the with the Brainiacs and and talk about this show and and get to all of us who have who have uh, if you're watching this show you've probably been a wrestling fan for quite some time and watched a lot of shitty wrestling and like had enough wrestling shows where you were like why am i watching this or like why are they doing why are they treating me like this like i'm yeah, the fan fine. uh to be now where we are and i know we get this maybe we get this too much and we're and we're fanboys for it but like to be in the spot now where we get this show every week um is awesome and i i feel so happy with it so that is a long way to say thank you to everybody who came to this Twitch stream uh, for this live show. Uh, a banger night for us, as always. A great chat. The best part of the show is the chat. Uh, I love the Brainiacs and the Nasty Cassies. I hope you enjoyed it, this week's podcast. It was good times to do. Uh, we had a lot of fun as well. So that is it for the podcast. We're going to stick around. We have more to talk to our lovely Twitch audience with. But uh, for the podcasties, love and energy. Love and energy.